0: Hey there, how's it going? I'm Jake Humphrey, and this is High Performance, our gift to you for free every single week. This is the podcast that reminds you that it's already within your ambition, your purpose, your story. It's already there. We just help you unlock it by turning the lived experiences of the planet's highest performers into your life lessons. So right now, allow myself and Professor Damien Hughes to speak to the greatest leaders, thinkers, sports stars, entrepreneurs on the planet so they can be your teacher. Please remember this podcast is not about high achievement or about high success. Today's episode especially is about high happiness, high self-worth, and taking you closer to a life of fulfillment, empathy, and understanding. Today is a totally different episode to the one we brought you last week and the week before that and the week before that, but I think that's the beauty of high performance. So for the next little while, this is what awaits you.
1: I got back thinking this is my new start and I got invited to a dinner, uh, like an art gallery dinner. And at 4pm in the hotel room, I picked up and had a line of coke and stayed up all night. And then I went back to an after party and did some things I really regret. And then I carried on through and I went out again the next night. And 48 hours later, I remember just lying in my bed, staring at the walls, trying to sleep, thinking, I fucking hate myself. It's both exciting and incredibly scary to understand that you are responsible for your life and for your happiness, and for what your life is going to be like, but choose to see it as an exciting thing. You have to just constantly ask yourself, like, is this really worth, like, my mood, my vibration, my energy? And it's not, like, life is too precious. Along the way, you guys will know. I mean, everybody listening will know you're going to be met with rejection, with no's, with deterrence, with obstacles, with challenges, with the choices. Do you let them derail you and shake your self worth, or do you just go, I'll find another way?
0: You know what, I think this is the beauty about high performance. If you think about what we brought you just in the last few episodes, we rewind like three episodes back and we spoke with Joss Butler, who's a cricketer, but it wasn't about cricket. It was about the power of quiet leadership. And then a few days later, we spoke with AJ Tracy, who's a British rapper and an amazing musician, but it wasn't a conversation about music. The big takeaway for me is that revenge can be a positive. Revenge can be powerful if you reframe it in a way that works for you. And that's exactly what he's done. And then we were joined by Johnny Wilkinson, one of the greatest rugby players that the world has ever seen. And again, we didn't talk about rugby. I mean, it's hard to explain what we talked about in one sentence. The best thing to do is listen to the episode. But each week, what we're trying to do is just bring you something that challenges you, something that you're not expecting. And the biggest thing about high performance, I think, is the variety of the guests. And... You know like it's a lovely thought that half a million people a week are coming and listening to these podcasts but the key with these conversations is not the number of people it's the impact that we're having and i suppose when i think about why we've managed to impact so many people i think the answer is that we're not telling you what to think and today this conversation with roxina fusi who's a number one best-selling author and a true expert in manifesting and making your dreams come true the conversation with her is not something where you have to listen to it and think exactly like her and believe exactly what she believes but we, we didn't ask you to think and feel the same way as matthew mcconaughey or the same way as Toto wolf or the same way as gareth southgate all we're doing is offering up these people and we're just saying to you do you know what take away the things that you want to take away disagree with the stuff that you already disagree with but use these people use their knowledge use their experience for you to get you closer to your own version of high performance so this is Roxy fusi an expert in the art of manifestation, talking to you on high performance, and it comes next.
2: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role.
4: And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
0: Well, Roxy, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Let's start as we always do. What do you believe high performance to be?
1: I think it's just um, aligning yourself with the best version of you that exists. And I think that it's looking at where you want to go, the person that you want to become and committing to the journey that is needed to get you there.
0: What I could imagine people thinking is being the best version of you, committing to the journey, seeing where you want to be. That's very easy for Roxy to sit there on a podcast, looking beautiful, having released a book. It's a Sunday Times bestseller. Wow. Successful people always say this stuff. So let's really tell people the warts and all story of how we got to s- sit here together today. Because if we go back just a few years, your life was not one of manifestation and positive affirmation Mm. and a daily feeling of positivity was it
1: no um so four years ago it was like may 2018 i had been in a kind of battle with addiction to cocaine and alcohol and i was smoking over a pack of cigarettes a day and for about a decade i went to my first um narcotics anonymous meeting when i was 21 and at this point i was 28 And I'd never known happiness. I'd never known what it was like to be happy. And um, I couldn't even tell you what I really achieved in my life in those years. It was just a complete blur of um hedonism parties come downs depression anxiety low self-worth I mean I say low self-worth no self-worth and I decided to go on a yoga retreat and I thought right this is it I'm going to find something I'm going to find myself in Thailand you know the ultimate cliche and I got back thinking this is my new start and I got invited to a dinner uh, like an art gallery dinner and at 4 p.m in the hotel room I picked up and had a line of coke and stayed up all night and then I went back to an after party and did some things I really regret and then I carried on through and I went out again the next night and 48 hours later I remember just lying in my bed staring at the walls trying to sleep thinking I fucking hate myself And I'm never gonna change. If like 200 hours of meditating and yoga is not gonna change me, so you felt
0: totally helpless as well as
1: yeah, just completely lost. I just thought, what is the point in life? Is like this all it is? And I didn't know how to pick myself up. And then I called a friend. I was like, what? Like, what am I gonna do? And she said, I'll listen to this podcast on manifesting. And then it really did all begin to change from there. Not that I listened to it and then all of a sudden my life was perfect, but the the journey began. And you know, where I am today, I do absolutely believe is thanks to manifestation.
5: So would you explain what is manifestation for somebody that's just hearing this term for the very first time?
1: Yeah, so uh, manifesting is the ability to use the power of your mind to change and create the reality you experience. And I think that for a lot of people, especially now, I mean, like, the you know, the Gen Zs on TikTok are talking about manifesting all the time. They're like, I'm manifesting my exams. And and they think it's about just visualizing what you want. And I think, you like, most people who know anything about manifesting or have heard the term think it is just about visualization. Like, see what you want. Yeah. And then it's going to happen. You know, and I get DMs going... Um, you know, can you manifest winning the lottery? I'm like, no, you fucking can't, <laughs> right? Because it's not about visualization. Manifesting really is a self-development practice. And that's why I think, you know, my book Manifest, really is a self-help book. You know, it, it's got manifestation. I would say it's like the umbrella and then self-development comes under it. And it's backed by science.
0: We will talk about the science then. Um, I would love to delve deeper into that because, there will be cynics and sceptics listening to this mm. conversation. And I'm sitting here as the host of this podcast saying, not only have I read the book, but my wife has read the book and passed it on to a friend of hers. So there's a reason why this book has captured people's imagination. And there was a lovely quote in there from Robin Sharma, right yeah. at the start of the book. Everything is created twice, first in the mind, then in reality. Yeah. So what is the science behind all of this? How do we create the life that we dream of from a scientific basis?
1: so there's kind of two parts to it there's the neuroscience um, that plays into it and then there's the quantum physics side of it so um, from a neuroscience point of view the main thing here actually is visualization um if you look at any like great athletes or um, there's that olympic swimmer i can't remember his uh, michael name. phelps yeah, yeah. Who, you know who spoke about visual rehearsal that he did before winning um, his races over and over again and not only was he visually rehearsing winning he was visually rehearsing um, the obstacles he would face and how he would overcome them. Um, And, you know, a lot of celebrities, CEOs, um, you know, really successful people at the top of their game will talk about visualization, how powerful it is. And the way it works is because the subconscious parts of our brain, once we've repeatedly visualized something, um, it starts to prime itself to reach that goal. So it will filter out unwanted information and it will seek out opportunity that you might otherwise have missed. And the easiest way to explain it is imagine you know when you've bought your new car you suddenly realize every other car is that car right and so why is my
0: car so popular all (laughs) of a sudden yeah
1: um and that's just your subconscious just seeking information to kind of align itself with whatever is your focus um so that's kind of neuroscience part of it just
0: to confirm that then so if you're thinking about your new car and you're seeing a lot of them. Mm. What you're saying is if you're constantly thinking about opportunity and positivity and good stuff and meeting amazing people, miraculously it happens because what you're open to that
1: you're more open to it so it's it's really like if you're if you're focused on your goal of where you want to go you'll actually allow your subconscious to inform what decisions you make um what you see in your periphery um what if an information isn't relevant to that focused goal it will kind of ignore it and then do the opposite so Um, That's kind of how it works.
5: So this is the stuff that we've had previous guests explain to us around the reticular activating system. Is this the same thing where you filter out? So you filter out the stuff where if I was to say, think of your right foot in your shoe at the moment, you're suddenly aware of that thought. Whereas 10 seconds ago, it, it was in your unconscious. Yeah
1: exactly and so visualization and regularly it's not visualizing at once like you can't just like think about it once and then you know your subconscious is going to get to work but regularly visualizing your goals where you want to go having that vision and being clear in it um, allows neuroscience essentially to work for you
5: and can i just check then is it so I've heard athletes, again, like the Michael Phelps Mm. example, talk about executing a core skill. It might be Mm. a race that lasts for 60 seconds or it might be an athlete catching a ball. They can visualise that and prime themselves for it. Mm. Are you suggesting that you can use this for more longer-term goals as well? It might be something like getting a a relationship or a new job or something like that.
1: Absolutely. I think you can use it... For anything, I think that when we know where we want to go, when we know where we're headed, if when we're really clear in our vision and we have that kind of focus, then of course we're able to use that to give us drive, to help us with commitment, to help us be consistent, to help us overcome obstacles. Um, you know, and, and all of this is to say that it kind of enables you to, to do the work
0: let's talk about doing the work in a sec so we've covered the neuroscience element Mm
1: -hmm. what was the second the second is quantum physics Um, i'm not sure
0: i'm clever enough to be involved (laughs) in this i'm a former kids presenter right (laughs) so i maybe should leave the room and leave you two to.
1: (laughs) it sounds a lot fancier than it is essentially um what we know from quantum physics is that like attracts like which is the law of attraction um and again a lot of people might have not really understood manifestation but will probably know the term law of of attraction and so the idea is that you know everything in the universe um, is made up of atoms right me you the sky everything Um, but what differentiates us from say the sky above us is the density and the vibrational frequency of the atoms and uh, the idea is that high vibrational frequencies attract high vibrational frequencies back to it because like attracts like and vice versa low vibrational frequencies attract low vibe back to it and that's why you hear the term low vibe and high vibe you know it's quite like when people go oh raise your vibe you talk about it in your book a lot yeah
0: that's how you refer to it yeah
1: and thoughts and feelings have different vibrational frequencies So if we're constantly in this state of anger, shame, regret, guilt, fear, we're operating at a low vibrational frequency. And then that's what we attract back to us, this kind of low vibe um, life. Whereas if we're, constantly putting ourselves in a state of appreciation, gratitude, love, um, compassion, you know, we're operating at a whole, in a whole different frequency. And so what we attract back to us is abundance. And I always give the example of, you know, if you've ever just woken up, on the wrong side of bed or you're just having a, you know, you woke up and you're just you in a shit mood mm. and then everything goes wrong. Like you miss your train and then someone sends you an email that really pisses you off. And then, you know, and it all kind of goes like that. And I don't think it's a coincidence, you know, we're in a low vibe and that's what we continue to attract to us.
0: Now I see low vibe people mm. and I am absolutely with you on this. Mm. Um, I talk often about you know, life is a, a shifting rug and you've either mm-hmm. got to be the kind of person that learns to dance on that rug and mm-hmm. enjoys the challenge of life or you're the person that constantly looks down going oh great the rug's been pulled out from under my feet mm-hmm. woe is me all the time you know that victim mentality mm-hmm. I think this is brilliant there'll be people listening to this mm-hmm. there will be some listening to this that think it's a nonsense mm-hmm. we know that there'll be others though listening to this thinking I really want this to be part of my life Mm. I know that I'm constantly feeling jealous of other people or I'm already I'm always wanting bad things or I'm always judging people in a negative way how do people begin shifting themselves from a low vibe life to a high vibe life
1: I think that is such a good question and you know I also will say that I was one of those people I had such victim mentality um it was very poor me like everything goes wrong for me um I was h- incredibly pessimistic I lacked comp- I lacked motivation in anything um I didn't I wasn't hard working I mean I literally didn't work I was one of those minimum effort max maximum effect kind of girls you know um so I, I really did change my whole mindset and my whole vibration in the way that I live so I really speak from someone that was was, you know, a, a negative person. Um, and what we have, which is, you know, I think one of our greatest gifts is something called neuroplasticity. And that means that our brain is able to form new pathways um, and make uh, new behavioral patterns through repeated and consistent um, thoughts or rep- repeated action. And so this is kind of amazing because we can constantly find ways to reprogram our subconscious beliefs, to reprogram the way that we think. Um, and there's so many techniques that you can use to do this, such as um, practicing gratitude every day, such as repeating mantras, listening to affirmation affirmations even just having um the awareness of your thoughts and knowing that you know we can only have one thought at a time we really are able to um constantly shift and choose the thoughts that we're having and i think it is about this responsibility um to commit to that it's really easy to just it's actually really easy to be unhappy you're always going to find something to support that and you know if some someone you know annoys you or gets you riled up it's really easy to just blame them and just go into like that you know vent in your mind or to someone else or to them Um, it's a lot harder but it's a lot more rewarding to be able to stop yourself to take ownership of your thoughts and to choose a new perspective to choose a more empowering way to think and the more you do it the easier it will become and the more natural it will be and I think for anyone that says or might be listening to me thinking Yeah, it's not that easy. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not meant to be easy. If you're reprogramming your subconscious pathways and changing the way you think, it's not something that is going to feel really easy. But if you commit to it and you're consistent with it, you absolutely will change your life.
5: So take us back to that girl that was laying in the bed that day, hating Mm. herself and, and questioning why she was there. What was the first step once you discovered this power of manifestation that you took to... To change your life?
1: So, um, when I listened to this podcast on manifesting, um, I realized it was, which is probably the most important lesson, is that you manifest from what you subconsciously believe you're worthy of, and that self worth was at the core of it. Um, and of course, I had no self worth. And so, I think for me, the first step was to really understand that I was responsible. And it was just t- that taking responsibility, um that began everything because then I was, I, I, then actually what I did next was I started listening to affirmation playlists, which is basically you fall asleep to, I would type into you, YouTube um, self-love affirmations. It's basically like a meditative track and then it says things like, and honestly, all guys listening, I'm sure one well, of them are gonna be like, I am not doing this. But, right. you know, it kind of it's saying like, I'm proud of who I am, I love who I am. Um, just, a, you know, really positive affirming statements. Um, and yeah, in, as you're falling asleep, as you're waking up and when you're in a meditative state, your subconscious is really susceptible to positive messaging. And so this is the best time to listen to these kind of affirmation playlists, because, again, it's rewiring the way that you think um, and raising your self-worth at the same time. So that actually was the first kind of little technique that I started doing.
0: And I really hope that as we have this conversation, the, the skeptics and the cynics that join us at the beginning of this episode are having their minds changed because we talk all the time about having a growth mindset on high Mm. performance and we were joined by mel robbins who's a motivational speaker from the states and she spoke about doing a high five in the mirror Mm. i mean that is far more out there actually than manifesting Mm. yet we said to her what about those who are who are cynics and she said well how's how's cynicism working for you you know what benefit?" Is any, is it for anyone listening to this to sort of write this off? And mm. you know what I'm reminded of while we're having this conversation? We were joined on the podcast quite a long time ago by an explorer called Nims Perger. Mm. Now, I think we had exactly the same conversation with Nims yep. Perger because what Nims was saying to us is excuses remove the learning. Of course, I believe that the impossible was possible when I wanted to scale the world's tallest mountains faster than anybody else. Mm. Because what's the point thinking anything other than it's, Impossible mm. And he came up with exactly what he wanted to achieve, and mm. that's him manifesting it. Mm. And he understands the power of a positive mindset. You know I've, I've always said, "Believe you can do it. It doesn't mean it will happen, but you're a hell of a lot closer to making it happen by believing that you will. And I think that I would just say to people listening to this, just because you are a female manifester rather than a male explorer the conversation actually when we break it down to its core is exactly the mm. same. It is believing you're worthy, mm-hmm. believing you deserve it, believing it's out there for you mm. um, and choosing happiness. Yeah. And that's a hard conversation for some people to mm-hmm. hear when we talk about happiness being a choice because yeah. they're so used to their brain telling them that happiness isn't for them, that victim mindset.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, I absolutely love that. And also it's. Uh, it can be quite like hard on the ego to take to just go, maybe i'm choosing this maybe i'm allowing myself to stay in this place and maybe you know it's, it's 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 both exciting and incredibly scary to understand that you are responsible for your life and for your happiness and for what your life is going to be like but choose to see it as an exciting thing
0: and what do you do now when a negative thought pops in your head uh you go on Instagram or something and suddenly have a pang of jealousy for someone else's account or something like that.
1: <laughs> so I have this step in my book called Turn Envy into Inspiration and... Um there's, you know, envy is really, it's a really low vibrational frequency. And it comes from a scarcity mindset, essentially says what you have means less for me. So there's not enough to go around. And then that's what you continue to attract, lack, right? Um, And I don't think we should judge it either. You know, when we feel it, I think often we do judge ourselves for feeling envious. We try to kind of deny it. Sometimes we pass it off as judgment. Um, I always use this example for the women um, because I'm not... um, you know, trying to be rude to women, but we do do this. A confident girl walks in the room, and what we'll do is we'll go, oh, she's so arrogant!" It's like, is she? We don't even fucking know her, right? But we, so we pass it on his judgment because it's 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 harder to say, "Look, I'm actually feeling envious." There's something that I still need healing. That's something that I want. And um, so, firstly, it's being aware of our envy and not judging it, not judging our envy, not turning it into judgment, um, and a, an understanding that comes from a place of fear. You know, it's just a fear of response that actually, wow, like this is something I want, or what if I can't have it? Or what if they do take away from me? And then changing that thought and replace uh, and seeking to be inspired instead. Because inspiration says, you know, which is the antithesis to envy. Inspiration says there's enough for everyone. There's enough for everyone to go around. There's more than enough success, love, money, um, happiness to go around. And that's an abundant mindset. And then that's what you attract more abundance. So when you see something that you're envious of, you're aware of it. You choose, choose not to judge someone else. You choose not to judge yourself for having it. And you turn that into inspiration i can't wait to have that for myself i can't wait to do that for myself what can i learn from that um so i think actually it's such a great tool especially in the age of social media
5: well that again correlates with the previous guest where we had dr pippa grainjohn uh, a psychologist that talks about see face and replace mm. fear she describes mm. the not good enough fear is the one that's endemic in in our world that we see that girl walk in the room and we think I'm not good enough, so yeah. we label her as arrogant rather mm. than um, see it, fa- face it for it says something about ourselves and then replace mm. it with I can't wait to do it. Mm. So, how often would you advocate, Roxy, that you have to practice this until it becomes um, something that's easier to access?
1: I mean, every day, like you live and breathe this stuff. I think it's, you know, people always say to me, um, oh, how often should you practice manifesting? I'm like, it's not a ritual. It's a way of living. Like you, you you, it feeds into every single part of your life.
5: So describe your day then of waking up. So tell us about how you do live it, that our listeners could maybe pick up some ideas and adopt themselves.
1: Well, I think that, um, you know, when we think about, healthy habits and daily routines we often think about it from like a wellness perspective or for for our physical well-being but it really is such a great manifesting tool because we manifest from our subconscious beliefs about what we're worthy of and and by that i mean you know you can think about your dream house but if you don't believe you're worthy of it you're not going to attract it into your life and if you imagine that there is an energetic force greater than ourselves and for me I call it the universe okay and and I always say we're in constant dialogue with the universe basically saying this is what I think I'm worthy of and the way we treat ourselves day to day is a direct reflection of that and so that means the way you start your day you know are you actually are you snoozing your alarm and starting with the sense of urgency and rush and um, you know, not actually giving yourself time to um, be mindful to start your day slowly, to um, practice good habits, um, you know, how you choose to start your day really matters from both a well-being perspective and a manifesting perspective. So for me, I wake up, you know, between 5, 5.30 every day because I want that time before my son wakes up, you know, and you don't have, you know, daily rituals, I'm sure you guys know, you know, they don't have to take long, you know, it's you know, for me, I repeat uh, positive mantras for literally 30 seconds.
0: What, what sort of things do you say?
1: Um, I am excited for the opportunities that will come my way. Um, I'm proud of how far I've come. I love that one because it always reminds me, you know, I was last night, obviously coming on here today, um, going on YouTube, <laughs> saying like, Gareth Southgate and Stephen Gerrard. And I was like, the fuck am I doing going on this podcast? And it was the first time in ages that I'd had imposter syndrome. But it also gave me a real opportunity to reflect and be like, yeah, I've come far. See, but that's that's a
5: brilliant example then. So talk us through how you saw some of the previous guests and you had that thought of, shit, what am I doing? Yeah. What did you then do in that moment that allowed you to have the courage to still show up today and be so passionate and enthusiastic in the responses you're giving us?
1: I think firstly it was just immediately like catching that thought and offering myself compassion um and then and then just choosing a new perspective which is wow I've come so far and all I'm going to do is come and have a chat do you know what I mean and I do know what I'm talking about and I do trust myself and at the end of the day, and I think this is one of the things that I've definitely learned that has empowered me, um, is that what other people think of me is none of my business, you know, and, and I really think that on anybody's journey to success, you simply cannot be constantly concerned with what other people think you'll never get to where you want to go. Um, and so, you know, I just come on and do my best and
0: and also what value do those thoughts have that, yeah. there's been other amazing people on this podcast it doesn't
1: yeah. give
0: you anything does it, it
1: no so, it makes you feel good anyway there you, <laughs> go. <laughs> you know right it makes you feel good to be aligned with those people yeah. that's a great thing it's the
0: best way to look at it so you've woken up you've said great things what about if um if you drop your mobile phone or you lose your wallet or you bump the car or something like that
1: there's a great book called uh, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and it's all small stuff. And I think, you know, I really use that line with anything, The those kind of things, not that nothing bothers me, all right, there are some things that bother me, but the small stuff just doesn't, because I think I spent too many years allowing those things to bother me. And I definitely grew up in an environment where, you know, if you spilt something, you'd be you know, it was like the biggest deal in the world. And it was like that constant fear of doing anything wrong and things going wrong in this very pessimistic and negative environment. And I don't want to pass that on to Wolf, certainly. And the th- those things just, you have to just constantly ask yourself, like, is this really worth like, my mood, my vibration, my energy? And it's not, Like life is too precious.
5: See that's a really interesting point about how your environment shapes you. So mm. if you take this idea of manifestation how has it shaped the environment that you're in? So the situation where you were surrounded by lots of party people, lots mm. of people living that shallow life what did it do to them when you started adopting some of these new ideas and ways of living?
1: I think my good friends are still my really good friends um, and then i But the others are just, you know what it's like. They're just like party friends. And so, of course, you don't. But then I think actually what's interesting is everybody seems to be, I don't know, I think more people now are on a self-development journey. So I definitely get more of them reaching out for advice or help or, you know, and sometimes it's people that, you know, I really used to be like, I just want to fit in with the cool kids. You know, now they reach out to me and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Younger me would have been really excited about this.
0: (laughs) Well, look, I really hope you're enjoying this conversation with Roxy. We're going to continue in just a second. um, And here is what's still to come on this episode of High Performance.
1: Along the way, you guys will know. I mean, everybody listening will know. You're going to be met with rejection, with no's, with deterrence, with obstacles, with challenges, with the choices. Do you let them derail you and shake your self-worth? Or do you just go, I'll find another way? You I mean, your self-worth is built in those early years, so anything that we can do as adults, I think we all have a responsibility for children to encourage young people um, to really believe that they are worthy of joy and happiness and love.
3: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
6: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: And you said you you don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. I saw some reports that you and your partner weren't together anymore. Is Yes. That- that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah, happy yeah. to yeah. Yeah, yeah, talk about I that am, for a yeah. second? Because I know that you know you you manifested. You wanted a relationship. You were desperate for a soulmate, someone to share yeah. life with, someone to have a child with, and that happened. And I'm sorry to hear that you know you've gone your separate ways in 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 the recent past. How does your new mindset equip you to deal with what is not a small thing?
1: I'm actually really glad you asked that. Because I do, I have had a couple of messages from people going, I I got one actually that emailed my team and they were, they said, I cannot believe I bought, I only bought your book because you had manifested a soulmate and that's what I wanted and now you've broken up. It's an absolute joke (laughs) and I want a refund. I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, okay. So I get it. But then I'm like, wait a second. So if someone manifests a new job, are they supposed to be in that job for the rest of their lives? Or if someone manifests a house, are they supposed to be in that house the rest of their lives? I did manifest my soulmate, and Wade is my soulmate. Like, I believe we have many soulmates in our lifetime, and I I truly mean it when I say none of what I've done would be possible without him. He is the most incredible, the most incredible dad I could ever wish for. Oh my God, I'm going to get emotional. It's okay. And, you know, oh so my God, sorry. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's your time. He's my best friend and we live five minutes apart and we see each other every day. Um, I absolutely manifested him into my life. And for me and... I'm very lucky that Wade is also very committed to self-development, to working on himself. We communicate very openly every step of the way. We knew that we could make it work, but we would both be trying really hard to fit within each other's ideals of what would be our best lives. And we decided mutually that actually we would both be the best version of ourselves separately but as friends. And it was absolutely the best decision. And I still love him so much and he loves me so much. But also endings don't have to be sad things. Like everyone I think really looks at breakups and endings as this awful thing. And I think it's devastating, especially when people have children and, and it becomes so toxic. But it doesn't have to be. Like you can just be nice to each other. At the end of the day, you had something in the beginning. You know, And I know it's not always that easy for people, but I hope I can be an example that co-parenting can be done in a healthy way.
0: And look, thanks for talking about that, by the way. I, I, it's That's never good. easy, particularly when, Wolf, your child is, in, is involved in this. But I think that it's very easy in some ways for people to hear you say, Oh, well, I stubbed my toe and I'm, I feel positive because I'm living a high vibrational life, you know, Mm. to go through a breakup with a child involved Mm. and still to choose a path of positivity. Mm. That is possibly, um, the very best advert for living a life of manifestation that anyone listening to this podcast could hear. I want to change the conversation now Mm. to hard work Mm. if we may, because we are huge believers on this podcast in the power of positive thinking. We know that it gets you so far down the road, but we also believe that unless you're dedicated and unless you can make sacrifice, unless you're all in, unless Mm -hmm. you really, really work hard, the very special, magical, great stuff just can't really be achieved. And there's a lovely line in your book called Aligning Your Behaviour. So can we talk about convincing people that once they've chosen a path of and a high vibe life, they have to align their behavior or nothing will change.
1: Yeah, I always say uh, there's no substitute for hard work. Like you cannot think yourself... Even
0: with all this positivity. No, no,
1: no. You cannot think your way to success. You just can't. You absolutely have to put in the hard work. And, you know, I had no career three years ago and I certainly didn't get here sitting on my ass. Like I have worked... Unbelievably hard, and I'm incredibly proud of that. And of course, I had to. And if anybody wants to get to where they want to go, if that place is, you know, if some, by the way, and I, I'll say for, for some people, they just want to manifest simplicity, and that is absolutely for them. But for people that want to, you know, I imagine for the people listening to this high performance podcast, for the people that want to manifest, um, you know, career success, financial success—absolutely, hard work is an essential ingredient. But not just hard work, but commitment, persistence. You know, one of my um, uh, steps in the book is overcome tests from the universe, which is really all about how you deal with challenges. Um, you know, I think it's an integral part of any kind of manifesting journey, but especially one um, that leads to to a successful place, because. You know, along the way, you guys will know. I mean, everybody listening will know. You're going to be met with rejection, with no's, with deterrence, with obstacles, with challenges, with the choices. Do you let them derail you and shake your self-worth? Or do you just go, I'll find another way? You know, I, I, an ex-boyfriend always used to say to me, there's a million ways to get to the same point. And I love that. And it was really stuck with me because I know my end goal. And I will find a fucking way no matter what. Like, if someone says no, you you find another way around. And I think so often if... Let's say we're reaching out for a new job or whatever it is, um... And we get rejected. It, it it hits our self-worth and it rocks us. And it's so easy then to allow that inner critic to take over and to stop us. Um, but we really have to come back to our why, like come back to what's driving us to that goal and choose not to engage with that inner critic, not to engage with that self-doubt that's been triggered by the rejection. Because it's
0: always there, isn't it? Your inner yeah. critic is there as it was five years ago when you were in a dark place.
1: Not as loud and not as... Occasionally, of course, yeah. it pops in.
0: I suppose the point I'm trying to make is if you stop the work,
1: you know, I don't think it's an it cre- inner critic that makes me drives me to work. I think it's more a um, it's a commitment and a drive and a passion. That but if you
0: stopped working on the manifesting and the positivity, yeah, that would allow the inner critic to grow again. I, I just want I people to realize you can't saying. get to a point. Mm. And think, right, I've got it cracked. I'll go back to my old ways.
1: No, 100%. I think the purpose of life, right, is to grow and expand constantly. I mean, why, like, what are we doing here? It's like we're always growing and moving forwards. And that the pace of that is different for everyone. But if your goal is somewhere and you reach it, you make a new goal, you move further, you set new benchmarks, not forgetting to celebrate the achievements you make along the way. But yeah, you can't get complacent, that's for sure.
5: So when you said about this idea of your, dri- uh, your why continues mm. to drive you, so when you get a setback, you, go, you don't allow it to impinge on your self-worth, mm. but you instead keep this focus on what you're here to do. Mm. Can you give us some examples of the kind of questions that our listeners could ask themselves to discover their own why.
1: So, let's say that um, you want to earn, let's say, a certain amount of money next year, okay? And... You really need to then ask yourself, if you've got this figure in your mind and you're like, I want to earn this job which gives me X amount of money, why? Like what is the reason for the for the money? And 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 be clear on that, the emotional pull on that. Is it because you want to be able to take your family on holidays without the kind of financial stress? Is it because you want to be able to pay your mortgage or you want a bigger house or you want a garden? Or, you know, the emotional pull on the kind of, let's say the financial goal is key in driving you through those challenges. Because if you when you face a challenge, if you're able to, you know, maybe just seeing a number, you start to think, look, we've all had those times where you're like, what's it all for? what you know you're feeling more you know you've achieved something or you're working towards something and you're like oh and you're having a bad day and you ask you're like what's it all for and you really need an emotional reason why something that that's going to make you feel satisfied and fulfilled Um, because we also all know that things like financial gain success none of it means anything if we don't have meaningful things in our lives to support that
0: and you know what roxy it would be disingenuous to sit here and have this conversation without mentioning something that a previous guest spoke about. Mm. Um and what I love by the way about this conversation I'm seeing so many things that align with other guests. I was thinking you know um Lewis Morgan he was one of the co-creators of Gymshark. He said to us he came on the podcast and said that all he did was look at bigger businesses and think that's what you're doing, I'll ape it, I'll copy that. And I think that comes right back to what you said about not being derailed or knocked back by other success but to be lifted up yeah, by it. Yeah. Anyway, that's a separate point. Um it would be disingenuous of us to not mention that when we were joined by Susie Marr, who was an entrepreneur, she came on and spoke about the power of what she called your infinite purpose. So it's your purpose in life that never has an end. And we we're talking quite a lot today about a, a goal or you know, a salary or a car or a mm-hmm. partner or a thing. So do we have to be careful when it comes to manifesting that we don't focus on the outcome? Because mm-hmm. we are so clear on this podcast that we believe that focusing on your process is yeah. actually where the real beauty in life lies
1: yeah there's two kind of things that i want to say on this i think the first is that the greatest gift that manifesting offers us is the ability to kind of become the best version of ourselves that exists the most empowered version of ourselves and by following these kind of steps that i lay out um and understanding that it's a self-development practice. It, in the end the, the beauty of it really isn't that you achieve the goals it's that you are able to live your life with greater ease with greater resilience with greater strength with uh, more appreciation and who doesn't want that you yeah. know it, you will live a better life for that and and in that sense the goal is irrelevant it's like you enjoy the journey of getting there because you've changed your mindset because you've changed the person that you that you really are and the other thing i'll say is that the final step of my book is trust in the universe. Um, and that really is all about surrender. And I think that there is this idea that... Uh, like for example okay I, I'm, I do this thing called I encourage people to make vision boards okay and oh you
0: go big on vision boards in the book
1: yeah and I love vision boards yeah. vision boards are, are important you know they're a great tool and anything you put on them I swear to god follow the steps they will, they will come true
5: so just describe what a vision yeah. board is for someone that's never heard oh, that oh yes time. a
1: vision board is essentially a visual representation of what you want your life to look like in X amount of time so let's say one year from now you write down or you can use pictures um, to put down everything you want to manifest in that time. And I always encourage people to then put them away. Um, But then loads of people saying, no, I have them with my phone screensaver. I look at them every day. But when you're constantly so focused on where you want to go, and this comes back to your question, when you're so focused on your goal, it absolutely takes you away from the present moment. and And in doing so, how can you really be fully grateful for all that you already had? You know, one of my steps is also embrace gratitude without caveats. And I call it the manifesting sweet spot, knowing where you want to go whilst being entirely grateful for all that you already have. Uh, And so this, this step seven really is about surrender. It's about knowing that you don't know how, you just know it will work out the way it's supposed to. So you have a goal, then you let it go. And then you come back to what can I do today? How can I be the best version of myself today? How can I do something today that tomorrow will thank me for, you know, my, the me tomorrow will thank me for. And so this kind of unwavering doubt that it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to is, is this like magnetic energy. And, um, I love Oasis, the band. And if you watch Liam Gallagher in his early interviews, he has got this kind of full unwavering faith and sign of surrender and trust in the universe. You know, he's like, we're going to be the best band in the world. And they were, you know, and it really is this kind of step embodied. And if you've got any friends who, you know, that are just lucky people, Yeah, like life always just works yeah. out for them, you know, and they're not really probably writing their goals every week. They're just like, it's all going to be good. I know it's going to work out. And, and they, ha- they, they, they have this quality of kind of surrender, faith, trust, self-belief already. And so I think it's always really helpful to look at these people who are already manifesting maybe without using the term, yep. but really they, they do practice these steps naturally.
0: It's, it's interesting actually you, you say that um about that feeling of it's all going to be great i remember and i had not had this thought for a long long time maybe 20 years i've just suddenly had this image and i'm back in the it classroom at my school because i did uh, i only got one a for a level and it was in computing right what a geek <laughs> um but i remember sitting writing in the back of this book and i like school was not great for me i wasn't very good at school i changed schools because badly bullied, you know, this story, like life was not it was far from ideal. I was the most mm. normal kid in the whole school. There was nothing exciting about me at this point in my life. Mm. But I remember the back of a book drawing a big smiley face and drawing loads of stars around my head and then signing it at the bottom. And I knew that was because when I'm older, someone's gonna find this book and go, oh, you knew that you were going to have this really cool life because you've done your autograph and you've covered yourself in stars with a huge smiley face. And I wasn't an especially happy person at that point. Yeah. But I do remember that feeling of something special is going to happen. Yeah. And oh, it's I almost like when you feel like something, I know—I really want people to understand this, when you feel yeah. something special is going to happen, my God, it really makes something special happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I
5: love that. Well, that reminds that. me, when you mentioned Oasis and your story there, Jake, I think it's an Noel Gallagher quote that said, I acted like a superstar long before I ever was one.
1: Oh, I love but that. Yeah.
0: That you're putting it in the language of manifestation, exactly. you can see exactly, exactly what you're describing. What a nice conversation. Um, look, Before we move on to our quick fire questions, which is the way we wrap up uh, these conversations, For people that are listening to this and they're itching for more, of course, they can go and buy your book. I would highly recommend. That's the good next step. What would you really want people to do the moment they stop listening to this podcast to start this journey?
1: I think the first thing to do would be really to think about what do you actually want your life to look like a year from now? And more important than that, how do you want it to feel? compared to how it feels currently like do you want to feel more confident in yourself do you want it to feel more fulfilling do you want there to be more adventure do you want it to feel more exciting do you do you know where you want to live the kind of relationships you want in your life I think that is the first step is just to really gain clarity on like what do you actually want like what do you want from your life and then you start the journey on doing the work and making it happen
0: And to know that you deserve it. Everyone listening to this conversation deserves it.
1: Oh God, yeah. 100%. And I think really that for all of us, I think, you know, we are taught from a young age that, you know, it's, that life is hard and that. You know, we kind of get used... We think that it should be a struggle and that that's just the way life is, but it really doesn't have to be. Like, it can... You can actually change your life overnight and anything can happen. Um, But to create change, you have to be the change.
5: And we get a lot of parents and teachers listening to this, Roxy. Mm. How old do you think you need to be to start this process?
1: Oh, the younger, the better. You know, I think teaching kids... um, like gratitude, like getting them into the practice of practicing gratitude regularly. Actually, Wade uh, is always doing this um, and always tells me, but he's always saying, instead of saying, Wolf, I'm so proud of you, start saying, you should be so proud of yourself. He'd heard it or read it somewhere. I think that's really nice. It's more about self-validation rather than constantly needing the approval of others. And I really like that. Um, Mantras, journaling, I think actually the this is the most formative you I mean your self-worth is built in those early years so anything that we can do as adults i think we all have a responsibility for children to encourage young people um to really believe that they are worthy of joy and happiness and love um we should do that
0: brilliant your two kids are great i think they'd love a, a mood board that they put away for a year and then come back to you know
5: yeah no, there's so many ideas i love the gratitude idea yeah. as well with mm-hmm. the with my kids of sort of getting them to
1: just pause yeah. at dinner
5: time and exactly reflect on that.
1: like three things that they're grateful for that day every day
0: yeah brilliant quick fire questions okay the three non-negotiable behaviors that you and the people around you have to buy into
1: commitment mm-hmm. adaptability and well i don't think it's a behavior
0: we'll take it but a positive mindset yeah that's nice yeah
5: if you could go back to one moment in your life yeah. what would it be and why
1: Oh, God, I wouldn't. Right now is the best my life has ever been.
0: How important is legacy to you?
1: I would definitely like to be remembered after I'm gone as somebody who helped others to fulfill their potential.
5: Would you suggest a book, a TV series or a podcast that our listeners should absorb?
1: I'm currently reading a book called Regrets of the Dying by Georgina Skull, and it's really bringing me back to gratitude and appreciation for the small moments in life and it's it's just really moving me so i'd choose that one
0: very good and this final question really is um your one golden rule to living a high performance life i suppose the final message you would like to to leave people with who've sat and listened to this enlightening conversation
1: believe you can and you will
0: wonderful damien Jake? I think it's easy to look at a podcast episode about manifestation and think, oh, that's a bit kooky. That's a bit out there. That's a bit woo woo. When you actually listen to what she's saying, there are parallels with Lewis Morgan, the entrepreneur who said he looked at big business and took an inspiration from it. There are parallels with Nims Perger who decided to look at the positive side rather than the negative side when bad things happened to him. All through the chat with Roxy, she's looking at it and calling it manifestation. But let's reframe it if people are cynical and say it's positive mental attitude and a positive mental attitude will take you somewhere amazing yeah i remember years ago working with a rugby team and we were speaking about this
5: positive mental attitude and they said are you telling us if we 100 percent believe that we will win we will and my response was well no that because you've still got to go out and execute the game plan and things like that but if we flip it on its head and say if you 100 percent believe that you won't win I can pretty much guarantee that that result is inevitable. So it's sometimes like when Mel Robbins, when we first interviewed her and she said, well, how's cynicism working for you? I'd adopt the same question to this, that if you want to be cynical about manifestation, well, don't do it. And you're still in the same place as where you
0: started. And that was actually a really educational conversation for me because I'll be honest, before we met Roxy, I thought manifestation was, oh, I want to have a Ferrari. I'm going to dream about a Ferrari loads and hopefully it'll happen. Obviously, now what I've realised is that sh- what she's really talking about is a state of mind. It, and y- yes, of course, you can write down what you want to have, where you want to be, what you want to achieve. But then it's about the world-class basics, the daily practices, the affirmations, the mindset, just the belief that those things are going to come your way. That I, I kind of... I didn't see manifestation as a lifestyle. I saw it as a thing you do for five minutes a day every day and then it yeah. leaves an end goal. For me, it's a complete mindset change that you just have this idea of manifestation kind of running through you. Yeah, and I love that
5: because I, I had a similar view to yourself, Jake. That I, I, my impression was it was quite a shallow uh, exercise to complete. Yeah. But I think... It felt
0: in some ways to me like a bit vacuous before, like a bit... Um, like um, materialistic? Yes. You know? Yeah. And now I look at it totally differently. Yeah, it's about going and asking, well, what sort of person do I want to be? Well,
5: mm. that's asking about your values. Yeah. What, what do I want to have and to be and, what and to deserve? experience? What and do what do I deserve? Yeah, exactly. The, I just think there were so many questions there that, like you say, a lot of our previous guests have demonstrated the practical application of it without necessarily using the same language that mm. Roxy shared with us. A really interesting episode. Yeah, it was. Very challenging. Thank you very much.
0: And thanks to you as well, our high-performance listener, for opening your minds to these kinds of conversations which you perhaps wouldn't normally listen to. I hope you get a real value from them. So uh, it's our favourite part of the podcast where we get to speak to someone who's listened to and enjoyed and been impacted by high performance. Laura, how are you doing?
4: I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: Really well. So can I just confirm, are you in Dubai right now?
4: I am, and it's about 45 degrees.
0: No wonder you're inside. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just confirm then, uh, the High Performance Podcast has made it to the Middle East.
4: It has, definitely, yes.
0: Um, where are you from originally, Laura? You, you're from the UK?
4: Yeah, I'm from Durham. So I did started out teaching about seven or eight years ago in Peterlee, the academy at Tottenham Hall. And yeah, left, I think, five years ago and came to Dubai. Um, and I'm now at a British secondary school. So I teach languages at Dubai College, but I've got a teaching and learning role as well, which is all about the science of learning and how students kind of learn and revise effectively. Um, So a lot of what you've done, I think, on the podcast for mindset and things fits really nicely into that. So I'm trying to build that in at the moment. Um, We launched this year a revise and retrieve month because we've had obviously two years now of students who haven't sat external exams And although we've got really capable students, I think some of them don't necessarily have the skills and the habits of behaviours they need to be really effective learners. Um, So we launched the month and through that we made, um, well, we did student talks in assemblies and we did parent talks all about how they should be learning and spreading out their revision and the different techniques they should be using to make sure they remember all of it in the long term. So I think sometimes students just cram for exams and they might do well in an exam the next day but two months down the line they've forgotten half of the material that they've covered. Um, so we have basically built an online student platform um, and on there we've got about 20 videos at the moment. Um, and they're all about three or four minutes long but they're made by students all the way from year eight up to year 13 so like 12 up to age 18 and they're all just students sharing with one another different techniques and habits that they can embed to make them more effective learners Um, but next year I'm really looking to embed into that some more mindset stuff around all of the messages that you
5: two have been sharing. I mean it sounds amazing Laura I mean can I just before we get into the detail of, of the platforms and the difference you're making, like, what really is evident to me is the passion that you have for this. And I'm interested in where does that come from?
4: Yeah, and um, I think um, the Academy of Hall, where I worked um, in the UK, I had just two fantastic mentors, um, Sarah Sharp and Lesley Weemouth, they were just, I think they inspired me to just always make the lessons as active as possible and to really engage the students and make it challenging. Because I think sometimes students, they want to be spoon fed a lot of the time, but when you make a challenging, they learn a lot more from it and it makes them those lifelong learners that we really want. So I've always been involved in bits to do with teaching and learning Um, and luckily Dubai College where I work now, they've given me a role where I can really run with this with staff so that they're embedding the right strategies and they're trying to teach things in the most impactful way. Um, But with the students, that's something that I've taken on this year, but they've really engaged with it so far. Um, And I think they need it now more than ever. Like I said, with the removal of exams, it's something that's really important for them to have.
0: And you know what? um, I love this conversation because what we've spoken about all the time is how proud we are that teachers listen to the podcast. Because look, not to say we don't want to impact you like Laura, that's amazing that you're listening and it's wonderful. But for you to then impact the next generation is kind of passing the podcast along, which matters to us a lot. But let's just talk about you for a moment. It's amazing how keen you are to pass this on to your students but what about you personally what has the podcast done for you if anything
4: yeah um I think well I'm from the northeast so I've got a real grafter mentality I would say um I definitely get that from my dad he was when I was growing up he was out 6am in the morning he was back late at night and I think I've always been really hard working but I think I always then get a little bit burnt out every year just because teaching, you've always got a massive to-do list and there's so many roles you're taking on and there's so much to do. So I think over the last year in particular, my my boyfriend told me he thought I'd like the podcast. And I think we listened to Mark Cavendish first of all, because um, I've loved following Team GB and all of the stuff they do with marginal gains and things. That was kind of how I learned to teach, taking small goals each week to try and improve on. Um, so then I've just listened to all of it. So I think it took me a few months, but in and out of work every morning, I've listened to it all. And I guess it's just this year, although I've been busy all year, I feel like my mindset's been much stronger than it has before. And I've just prioritized myself a little bit more. I think sometimes it's easy to think, "Oh, I need to get through everything and I'll just leave exercise or sleep or whatever to look when I can do it, when I've got time. But this year I've really tried to prioritize um, sleeping and exercise and diet. I took up yoga. I stopped drinking about eight months ago which from the northeast i never thought i'd say but i just feel like all of these little changes that i've made um have just made me feel that much more than when i am in the classroom i feel like i'm performing at my best rather than just being slightly exhausted and i think you said on the podcast a few times you can't pour from an empty cup and i always try and keep that in the back of my mind i think
5: so has there been one particular guest or one tip from a guest that has resonated more than any other for you, Laura?
4: Yeah, I think I loved Susie Ma. Hers are all about infinite purpose. I know Jake loves that as well. But I think just particularly for the students, the platform that we're doing at the start of the year, I really want them to be thinking about, maybe they don't have an infinite purpose just yet, but thinking about the way that they set goals, because often they just say, oh, I'm going to be more motivated this year. I'm going to work harder this year. And I'm like, but what, what does that look like? Day by day because it's very easy to get the end of the year and realize you've not been more motivated so we're going to look at things i guess like the infinite purpose and how do you set goals that are effective so rather than be more motivated this year what does that look like in your study time and what strategies are you going to use so that it actually then you can monitor it week by week so i think otherwise they're going to leave it to the last minute um, and they're not going to get what they want to achieve out of it so we're going to look at doing zander letters i think it was as well I read about that in the book. I took the book to Thailand with me um, and my boyfriend was laughing because I had little post-it notes I found in the hotel and I was sat on boats around Thailand, writing little notes of what I was going to do with the kids. But yeah, I think getting them to write a Xander letter at the start of the year of what are you going to achieve by the end of this year? And that might be grades wise, or it might be mentality wise, or it might be sporting, whatever it is, but what does that look like and how are you going to get there? And I think that's something really tangible for, for them then to use in the future.
0: It's fantastic laura thank you so much for not just listening to the podcast but passing it on as well what's your boyfriend's name cam big credit to cam as well <laughs> if he hadn't given it to you you'd have never handed it on thank you so much
4: thank you so much
0: Well, that's it for another episode. Listen, I'd really love to know, as always, what you think. Um, The biggest thanks, though, goes to you for growing, for sharing this podcast among your community. Please continue to spread the learnings that you're taking from this series. Thanks very much to the whole team of Finn, Hannah, Will, Eve, and Gemma. And please remember, there is no secret. It's all there for you. So chase world-class basics. Don't get high on your own supply. Remain humble, curious, empathetic, and keep on coming back for more. Because every single week, We're bringing you something totally different in our quest for high performance. Don't forget to find us at thehighperformancepodcast.com. That's our online home. We'd love to see you there. But right now, have a fantastic few days. And I'll see you soon.